0: Okay, I forget. I forget how we start these things.
1: Uh, I think we just say say hello. It's it's the podcast.
0: Okay, hello. It's the podcast.
1: <laughs> I think we do a, go into a little bit more detail than that.
0: Okay, I'll do a second take.
1: All right. Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now As we rip this show Tanner and Christina gonna figure out Why we love this show Better grab your golden stars and slushies Cause you're listening You're listening to Loser Like Me Loser Like Me
0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to "Loser Like Me," your local Glee recap podcast. My name's Christina,
1: and I'm Tanner, and this is a podcast where we watch Glee.
0: Yeah, that's what I just said, Tanner.
1: <laughs> it's it's noon on a Sunday. No, it's noon on a Saturday. Yeah,
0: today's Saturday. <laughs> what? I don't know how you're getting your days mixed up. You you messaged me on Thursday saying, hey, we're recording tomorrow, right? And I said, but tomorrow is Friday, Tanner. Listen,
1: there was daylight savings this week and I just doubled down.
0: You don't observe daylight savings.
1: Oh, no! <laughs> Christina, what episode did you watch this week? We
0: watched episode five of Glee season one. The Road's Not Taken. And... I'm really excited to talk about it. I don't know about you, but I am.
1: I'm fairly excited to talk about this one.
0: Okay, uh, let's hit the let's hit the stats before we actually jump into talking about the episode. Yep. This this episode aired on September 30th of 2009 or twenty o nine if you're feeling really fancy. Um, <laughs> it was directed by John Scott, who also directed Acapellas, and Ian Brennan, who has not independently. Who has not been independent head writer on an episode so far, but he helped uh, write *Showman* and the pilot, so episodes one and two.
1: All right, Ian. So this this is your only chance. You have to prove yourself. Oh,
0: it's not his only chance. It's just his first opportunity to prove himself. Yeah. But yeah, uh, where do we want to start? <laughs>
1: Um, I'll start with the previously on, just because when I watched this on Netflix, there was a previously on segment, but the guy doing it sounded incredibly bored.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I also had the, this is actually the first instance, I think, of the, of the, and that's what you missed on Glee recap. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the narration is, is indeed, like you said, very bored sounding, which I think is appropriate for the series.
1: (laughs) I mean, it gets peppier later on.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Just because there's, probably just because there's so much happening that they have to fit a lot more into the same amount of space. Because mm-hmm. this time it was just like, Terry faked her pregnancy, but Quinn has a real pregnancy, so Terry's gonna get the baby. Anyways, so it's glee. Glee. <laughs> we open on the club practicing Don't Stop Believin' mm-hmm. with Quinn singing the female lead.
0: Did she sound, did, did Diana Agron sound really auto-tuned to you in the scene? Not Really? There, there was something about like, when she was doing like, smell of wine and cheap perfume, that sounded really like, not 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 more nasal. That was my attempt to replicate what it sounds like when you auto-tune someone. And that makes me sad.
1: <laughs> well, I think part of it is just Diana's voice. And okay, I'm sure they auto-tuned the club just a little bit. Mm-hmm. and But uh, there are a lot of Diana Agron songs that I've heard uh, haters say that she sounds reedy. Uh, but I disagree. I think she sounds great, and what I would not give for the Quinn Finn version of Don't Stop Believin.
0: Oh yeah. That I feel like I s I feel like back in the heyday of Glee, I saw people like who maybe edited something together, or maybe they got like a recording of them singing it. Hmm. But I have no idea where those are. It might be on the internet somewhere. Who knows?
1: It was back when Quinn and Finn was a viable ship. Yeah, season one. A little bit season two. Okay.
0: But yeah, they they're practicing and they have to stop because Quinn has to go throw up.
1: Yeah. And everyone's like, we can't do this without Rachel. Rachel's the only Rachel's the only person with talent in the club and we are but ants.
0: (laughs) We are but ants in the face of her glory.
1: (laughs) And Will's like, please, Rachel... Rachel quit club and she called me a loser. So yes, Rachel, <laughs> I don't want her back.
0: Yeah, I'm never taking her back. Which means that Finn has to come over and tell Will how to do his job. Yeah. And also, he asks that he maybe give uh, Quinn fewer dance-heavy parts because Finn is being an overprotective father already, and he's like, "I don't want that. I don't want that to hurt the baby." And I'm like, "Oh, oh, Finn, oh, honey." <laughs> Spoiler, you don't have to be physically inactive while you're pregnant, unless your doctor tells you to.
1: But he's worried it might get jostled. Yeah. It's like a soda. If you shake it up too much, it's gonna come out flat. (laughs) Or explode.
0: I mean, out of those two, I think the first one is preferable, Tanner.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What up? Here's my two-dimensional baby.
0: (laughs) Oh my god. Flat baby. (laughs) Should, should, Should we refer to the baby as flat baby from now on?
1: Yes, Flat Baby.
0: Yes. I'm I'm willing to roll with this if you are.
1: That's the episode title. Flat
0: Baby, yes. Flat Baby. Well, maybe. Let's see what else we come up with, because it gets buck wild. That's true.
1: Um, where are we next?
0: Uh, Will and Terry go to the same diner that Will and Finn went to, where Will is suspicious because Terry hasn't had morning sickness yet, and she's like, oh no, it's fine. Hey, can I have, like, please give me more pie after I've eaten... Three slices of pie, at least, in one sitting.
1: Also, Terry is happy to hear that Quinn is getting lots of morning sickness because that means the baby isn't a mongoloid. <laughs> well, it, th- that reaction, but also it, it's delivered in just the right way that it's just, oh, this is just the most bizarre string of words we could come up with because it's glee.
0: Yeah, that they were like, okay, well, we have to fit, like, since Ryan Murphy didn't head right this episode we had to fit the ryan murphy stank in here somewhere <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is the most ludicrous thing that terry can say and still sound like something that terry would say
0: mm-hmm. and thankfully this is most of her this is most of her screen time in the episode pretty much thank th- thankful because of terry not because of jessalyn gilsig <laughs> yes yeah
1: and then because she basically gets overshadowed by the appearance of the waiter mm-hmm. He's a, guy, a kid named chris who used to go to McKinley, but then he transferred to Carmel, and they proceeded to fail him in senior year six times so that he could stay in vocal adrenaline.
0: As a 24-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, because Will Schuster is receptive in the worst ways, this gives him an idea.
1: (laughs) He's inspired.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Also, I just want to quickly mention, I recognized the waiter from something, and so I looked him up, and the actor's name is Jason Blair, and he's been in two other Ryan Murphy joints. Because yeah. he was in the hard times of R.J. Berger, and then later on he was in the new normal. The hard times of R.J. Uh, Berger is about a nerdy kid with a very large penis.
0: Never mind. <laughs> I was gonna say that I was gonna say, oh, a character named R.J. Berger sounds interesting, and then you were like, he just has a big dick, and I'm like, nope, never mind. This has removed any of it, any interest that I had in trying to watch this for our podcast.
1: well we'll check back in in five years
0: (laughs) yeah really so we get to go from this uh from this suspicious dinner to finn and emma having a meeting which is nice i don't think they've interacted so far emma has taken a special interest in finn because will asked her to check on finn and she also mentions that there are scholarships that you can get for music performance which is true and is good (laughs)
1: And they're also great in case all of a sudden you're having a baby, just as a hypothetical.
0: Yeah, just as a hypothetical. And Finn's like, oh, okay, it's a hypothetical. That's fine. What's a hypothetical? <laughs>
1: I mean, we did also get the flashback where, like, Will walks up behind Emma and says, can you keep a secret? And her face lights up because she gets to hear the hot goss on teen pregnancy.
0: See, I thought it was more so that she lights up like, like, Will, my crush is is emotionally confiding in me about something.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Emma is incredibly in her feelings about Will this episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's also a point at which, um... I guess maybe after she had talked to Finn, um, Will asks her if she thinks that they can win regionals without Rachel, and she says, Will! And then walks away.
1: Well, she says, Remember the Jamaican bobsled team? Yeah, but yes. Big long shots!
0: Big long shots! And Will looks concerned. Has he not seen Cool Runnings?
1: I don't think so. Have you seen Cool Runnings? No, but I saw a Lindsay Ellis video on it. I think it was Lindsay Ellis.
0: We are Jamaica, we have a bobsled team! <laughs> I, don't, I, I had to watch it in high school. That's literally the only thing that stuck with me.
1: Uh, if I remember correctly, they also had Sinister Germans.
0: I mean, probably, yes. This movie was made in, in the late 80s and early 90s when people hadn't forgotten the Cold War yet.
1: Yeah. Um, actually, I'm pretty sure that scene was, like, another flashback, because then she basically encourages Finn to go win Rachel back into Glee Club.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Speaking of Rachel... Yeah. Let me, okay, let let me rip through, let me rip the band-aid of the first part of the scene off. Rachel's being interviewed by Jacob and Israel. He's back. He's worse than ever. He sexually harasses her in order to give her good quotes, yes. and she refuses to play ball. Then Sandy shows up, and he sexually harasses uh, Jacob, with the concept of the play Equus.
0: Being produced by high schoolers.
1: And then they leave, and we all breathe the collective sigh of relief.
0: Yes. I, I think I say, thankfully for once, Sandy walks into the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This, I actually learned about this this past week at work, because I had to do a seminar. This is quid pro quo harassment which is where sex or, like, romantic interest is used as a bargaining tool by someone in power uh, to get the person that they are harassing to do something. Oh, okay. Yes.
1: I would have just called it exploitation.
0: It is also that, approach. yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyways, they leave. Finn is here.
0: Yeah, F- Finn comes in, and he puts the moves on Rachel to try and seduce her back to glee, and he offers to run lines with her. <laughs>
1: This is, this is Finn trying, and I guess I can say succeeding, to be, not sexy, alluring is the right word.
0: He, he's, he is deliberately flirting for maybe the first time in his life, and he's not used to it.
1: He comes over to Rachel and is like, hey, Rachel, if you'd want to, we could go run lines in the theater with mood lighting. I'm very tall.
0: Yeah, and, and he leaves, and she does kind of like a little like, bye! Like hand wiggle at <laughs> the tiniest wave. And Finn look Finn is like, Oh god, okay, how'd that go? What did I say? Did I say everything okay? <laughs> and like as as much as I ship Finchel I, I I don't think especially kindly of him flirting with Rachel when he is also deliberately in a relationship with Quinn and they haven't discussed the terms of their relationship yet.
1: This is true. But he's so aweshucks.
0: <laughs> yes. I'm not saying that he isn't a good person, I just think he shouldn't- I don't think the way to getting Rachel into Glee Club was to flirt with her. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But thankfully, we get to go to an entirely different scene, which is also concerning.
1: (laughs) Thankfully, different people are having bigger problems.
0: Yeah, this time we get to switch to breach of privacy, because Will had Emma pull the school records for April Rhodes who is someone that Will went to high school. She was a senior when he was a freshman. Will had a crush on her. And somehow she is going to help Glee Club. Will hasn't figured out how yet.
1: Oh, no, he has figured out how because she's three credits short of graduating. So technically she's a student, which according to the show choir rules means that she can be an official member of New Directions to replace Rachel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is the point where I had a, a just a whole line in my notes in all caps that says "GEDs exist." Will?
1: Yeah, but apparently April Rhodes never took one. Also, she's so pretty and sings so good; she was Will's first high school crush.
0: Yeah. So, so Will, 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 I think, flat out says like, like I need to spend some time with Lord Google. <laughs> but, yeah. But, but then, but then when they cut to his computer screen, it's not Google. Is it Bing? No, it's not even Bing. It's like it's like the, it's like the Canadian brand of Google. Canada has Google. No, 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 I'm like I am referring to the company whose name I don't know, where their where like all over their packaging is just like apple juice, corn.
1: Oh, the no name brand. Yes,
0: I'm referring to no name brand, but it is a specifically (laughs) Canadian company, which is why I couldn't remember. Which is why I like wasn't sure how to use it.
1: <laughs> um, also, Emma discourages Will from uh, reconnecting with an old high school flame because last time she tried that, she uh, backed out of it, and a few months later, Versace was dead. Yeah. So Emma tried to dra- date Andrew Keanan.
0: Oh my god. I didn't put that together, mostly because I don't follow true crime or fashion.
1: (laughs) But yeah, so Ryan Murphy watching this episode uh, in the dailies and he sees that scene and is like, Hmm, I'm going to write a whole miniseries about this.
0: Yes, and and Ryan Murphy sitting on sitting on the throne made out of money that he's made from his dark shows. Got an idea, and he he put it he he wrote down this idea. He put it in an egg, and he said, "You incubate for like seven years until I meet Darren, Chris, and have the time to do this." (laughs) So, so Will Will ends up sit like I'ming april or something and he says he sends her message like hey i want to reconnect and she gives him an address and says come here between two and three and bring buffalo wings (laughs) and that's how you know april is going to be a white person (laughs) so here's the news april is here great news she's played by kristen Chenoweth.
1: also she's day drinking i don't know if that's good news or bad news
0: it's it's not it's definitely not great news um because i think I think that April was putting out ads for sex work, and Wilt didn't realize that when he set up the meeting.
1: That's true. I also, I hope her companions are paying her in more than just buffalo wings.
0: Yes. If I had to guess, probably, maybe when she wrote whatever instructions she was craving buffalo wings. Possibly. <laughs> but yeah, so they, they have a bit of a conversation. And then the realtor shows up because April's been squatting in houses that are for sale.
1: Yeah. But I will note that the wine is April's.
0: Yes, the wine is, in fact, April's. She brings her boxed wine around with her.
1: Yeah. So April and Will have some wine on the curb. And uh, April explains that she and her high school sweetheart thought that they were going to make it big. And, and then they didn't. Neither of them made it to Broadway, and so this is basically her life now. She squats in houses and gets buffalo wings. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, Will Will flat out says, April, I think your story is really moving. Have you considered bettering yourself by joining my glee club? (laughs) Will only helps people if they can help the glee club, or him personally.
1: Yes. See, Will is living vicariously through the kids, and if one of the kids can somehow get with April. That means through the transitive property, so can he.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, guess what? Just stick a pin in that, listeners.
1: But it is time for maybe this time.
0: Yes. Uh. <laughs> yeah, hey look, it's a fucking adult who's older than your teacher, but is now in your glee club with you and is also a high school student again. All of the kids, except for Puck, express doubt that April is there for any good purposes. Except for mm-hmm. Puck, because he wants to bang her.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And then they, they all say, like, oh, like, like we're in a slump because we're missing our star. And my note here says, missing your star, here comes Kristen motherfucking Chenoweth.
1: <laughs> she sings Maybe This Time from Cabaret, intercut with just a little bit of Rachel. Just mm-hmm. the dash of Rachel.
0: Yeah, just a, just a little bit of Rachel. And I'd like to take a couple moments here to mention that April calls brad the piano player tinkles (laughs) which the fandom seized upon
1: oh yeah that is true
0: yeah which is nice but also something i really noticed that was great to see is that when rachel is practicing singing maybe this time on the stage and stuff she's being backed by an all-female or at least female presenting jazz quintet (laughs) and i'd like them to come back please yeah, more 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 women in Glee. We'll
1: we'll just assume that all inconsequential female background characters are the same women.
0: Yes, I support them, and it's I, maybe this time is good. I it's nice to hear Kristen Chenoweth sing something that is you know slower and more soulful because a lot of the roles that she's known for are generally pretty. Happy and peppy and outgoing, like Glinda and Sally,
1: yeah, and they come with very happy peppy higher key songs, and this one's mm-hmm. just, just scooch lower, and it's nice to hear her, yeah, it, it's nice to hear her full range,
0: yes, it is, it truly is, and yeah leah Leah does fine, Kristen chenoweth gets to sing her big her big cheno note at the end,
1: yeah. Uh, ha- so in my notes, it says that Kurt has moved to tears, but I have yes. an addendum. Chris Colfer was moved to tears. Oh
0: yeah. See, I was like, okay, Chris Colfer definitely was crying and, and, uh, and whoever the director was, whose name I have already forgotten. John Scott. Yeah. John, yeah. John Scott, the director. Um, I, I hope for their sake that they were like, oh, Chris is crying. Okay, quick. Someone get a camera on him for a close Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I don't blame Chris Colfer for crying at getting to getting to sit in front of Chris and Jenna with singing at you like five feet away.
1: Yeah, especially because remember, so like Leah Michelle, Matthew Morrison, they're Broadway veterans. Chris Colfer is here. He like just graduated high school six months ago or some shit.
0: Yeah. I'm like, I'm so glad for him. It would be the equivalent if if
1: I graduated high school and then at the aftergrad, Judd Chip Lynn showed up and said, Tanner, we need you to be a Power Ranger.
0: Oh, God. You would have you would have ascended. <laughs> I would have. You would have just, like, vanished into the aether and then reappeared in full costume in New Zealand. <laughs> yep. But yeah, April does the proverbial mic drop by pointing the ball and then saying, stick that in your pipe and smoke it.
1: <laughs> yep. Before,
0: I guess, leaving the leaving the room?
1: Yeah. Anyways, uh doo 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 do it's Spanish watch time.
0: Yep, Will's Spanish Corner. They're alerting poor and para, which are the uh the prepositions that you use when you're describing like a purpose. Like I'm going to do something or what a- what I am doing this action for or because of. Uh, and Will's trying to teach everyone. April doesn't know anything that's going on because she's definitely drinking at a high school. Yep. And jokes about it. And Will is a little bit dubious because April is very, very attention grabbing. Yeah. And then Will says, "Maybe you should win them over." And because there are very few good ideas in this episode, April gets the light bulb over her head. Or let's be real here, the neon light bulb flickers on over April's head.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so first, so step one of winning over the Glee Club: get Kurt drunk. And give him some softcore porn in the form of old school muscle magazines.
0: Yes. And, and he goes up to Will and says, we need to keep April because I worship her.
1: Uh, then she teaches Mercedes and Tina how to shoplift.
0: Yep. And they come up to Will in their fancy bling and they say she stays.
1: She once got a birthday cake out of a children's party with all the candles still lit.
0: Yikes! It must have that... been a very small birthday cake. Kristen Shenwick sounds... was a short woman.
1: Sounds slimy.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: and then she just exists hotly around the jocks.
0: Oh no, they had shower sex.
1: <laughs> oh, I thought okay. Uh, the
0: the The way that the way that Puck was exiting the steam filled bathroom, and April walked out wearing one of their jerseys. It's like they just had sex. <laughs> So there you go, congratulations, Puck got to sleep with another adult woman.
1: You know, we gotta meet our, uh, every episode, uncomfortable age difference quota, at least for this season.
0: We've gotta meet the quota for het sex, we're on Fox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I know, I don't like it either. So then we get to cut to another uncomfortable scene.
1: It's just Sandy being mean to Rachel.
0: Yeah. And she she tells him like I think you want me to quit so that you can star as Sally Bowles in Cabaret. <laughs> and he doesn't say no. If I were to reboot Glee, uh,
1: in the sense that we start from scratch instead of it being like a sequel series, yeah. Sandy would be in jail. Yup. But you know what? Because Stephen Toblowski is, a, I will give him this, he's a very good actor, so he'd be in jail, but he could be there as, like, a Hannibal Lecter figure. Still yeah. played by Steven.
0: But Oh, no, here. here. I'll, I'll pitch this to you for, like... For like the notify reboot you first episode on Glee season one that we can do as a crossover after we finish <laughs> this. Sandy has a twin brother. Sandy Ryerson goes to jail. His nicer twin brother is there to help out because that way Stephen toblowski can still be on the show.
1: <laughs> I just like the image of Will has to go to like the local prison and Sandys are like. Hello, Will Schuster. Are the children still singing? Ah, Did you bring
0: me the glitter, William?
1: (laughs) I do feel like Sandy's going to eat someone's liver. Anyways, I think this is actually the scene where uh, Finn exists hotly around Rachel.
0: Yeah, they, um, no, no, because they, there's like the scene with Sandy being verbally abusive towards Rachel for her, for her musical performance. And then we get to cut to them practicing their lines. Right where the lines are and i quote i'm sleeping with him so am i finn and rachel run lines let's go bowling
1: <laughs> well uh the, you have to get into the camera work here because it's uh i remember correctly a cutaway to a commercial and then it cuts back and it's rachel cl- uh with a big close-up i'm sleeping with him it cut
0: yeah 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 it's rachel and then finn
1: <laughs> and then it cuts to finn also big close-up so am i beat yeah. this plays weird <laughs>
0: But yeah, so they we get more we get more terrifying uh direct shots. But Finn is like, Hey, you seem stressed. Do you want to go bowling? Just the two of us And I think then it's really cute because then Rachel like word vomits a bit and symbols over her words because even though they haven't said that it's a date, she's clearly interpreting it as a date. Yeah. And she's flustered. And I think it's precious. <laughs> then Will and April walk in because they're like, hello, it's time for our pairing of characters who aren't together, but are definitely having lots of character interaction. And Will is like, hey, so we need the piano now. Um, April has to practice singing your part in Don't Stop Believing. But Rachel, make sure and let us know when your first performance is so we can all be there to support you. You know, in these early
1: episodes, I feel like Rachel is Will's nemesis more than Sue is.
0: Maybe a little bit. Yeah, Rachel is sad and leaves. And then we get to cut to the terrible consequences scene.
1: <laughs> the terrible consequences of day drinking, uh, where Kurt looks like he's about to turn into a zombie. Emma walks past him, stops, and turns around. Kurt, I'm a girl who knows her solvents, and your breath smells like rubbing alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> to which Kurt replies, Oh, Bambi, I cried so hard when those hunters shot your mommy. And then he hurls on her shoes.
0: Mm-hmm. And Bambi, of course, became an immediate term assimilated by the fandom to refer to Emma.
1: (laughs) Which is fair.
0: Emma probably has a complete panic and or anxiety attack. Um, She enters the teacher's lounge later uh, after having gotten four decontamination showers at the hospital, where presumably she took Kurt to, you know, get fluids and sober up.
1: Yeah, they call that the full silkwood.
0: Yeah. And so then Emma, Emma has some very great lines because she just flat out tells Will, Kurt was drunk and April gave him the alcohol. And then I wrote down what she says here. We have obligations as teachers to give kids opportunities for growth and enrichment. By having April around, uh you're taking chances for that away from your students. So what are you willing to sacrifice, William? And th- he's very concerned. Yeah. He's like, oh, he sits there with, with like his head and his chin, like, oh, I didn't think my actions would have consequences.
1: You never do, Will.
0: No. But yeah, now we get, uh, the first of many bathroom scenes in Glee. Or I don't remember how many we've had before now. At least, like, at least two, I think.
1: Maybe? I think this is the point where it becomes, it starts becoming noticeable. The, the bathroom of emotional discontent.
0: Yeah. <laughs> where, April and Rachel get to have a little talk because Rachel was crying over Sandy being verbally abusive again. Mm -hmm. And April, April says that Finn is hot and Rachel immediately goes berserk and reads her for filth. Good. (laughs) And then April like gets in Rachel's face and says like, this spotlight is mine. (laughs) I might be shorter than you, but I'm an adult and you're a high schooler. You don't scare me. So now we finally get to the bowling alley scene that you were excited to talk about earlier. (laughs)
1: It's time for bowling. Rachel thinks that uh, it's a bad idea to put her fingers in the holes of the ball. And you know what? (laughs) She's not wrong.
0: (laughs) She looks like she's wearing a closet cosplay for Sailor Moon in this episode.
1: Yeah, that was fascinating. Because
0: she has, like, on this, like, this, like, cap-sleeved white sweater with, like, blue and red, like triangle faux collar design on it and like a blue skirt and white socks and I don't remember what color the shoes were. That doesn't matter. She looks like she's closet cosplaying Sailor Moon and I support that.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. Rachel is 16 right now. Mm-hmm. So.
0: In 2009. 2000- just-
1: yes. So I'm trying to think, would she have grown up with Sailor Moon?
0: Um, Probably. Because I I don't know if... I'm, like, a little bit younger than Tanner. I was aware of it growing up, but I don't think that Sailor Moon was still on the air when I was growing up.
1: Because I graduated in 2010, so I Yeah, you're two years older than me. I well and and technically I graduated when I was seventeen because I have a November birthday, so weirdness. So I'm what do you think about? It, I'm probably only about a year, year and a half older than the Glee kids are right now. Mm-hmm. And I had Siddharth Moon when I was growing up, so presumably Rachel did too, which leads to my question, why wasn't there a nineties anime episode of Glee, Ryan?
0: Because Ryan doesn't care about Japan unless he can I don't know, use it for something else.
1: <laughs> American Horror Story Japan. Yeah.
0: Okay, so I I have a little bit of Sailor Moon knowledge now. I've read several volumes of the manga. I haven't seen it. Which Scout would have been Rachel's favorite? I feel like it would have had to either be Sailor Moon or Sailor Venus.
1: It would have been Sailor Venus, because Sailor Venus is a movie star.
0: Okay, cool. I'm glad we've addressed this.
1: Yes. (laughs) These are the important facts.
0: Yes. (laughs) Back on Glee, we get to have a sexy bowling teaching scene.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's not that sexy.
0: It's it's not sexy. I'm mostly like using that as like the linchpin of the trope of like, hey, I'm gonna show you how to do this athletic activity by getting in real close and like, I'm gonna careful. I'm gonna move your arms for you, and the person who is who this is being acted upon is like, <laughs>
1: okay, I'll give you that.
0: Yeah, it it is definitely much more cute than it is sexy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Also, conveniently, Will and April are also bowling at this bowling alley.
0: Mm-hmm. And guess what? April's high on horse tranquilizers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Will finally decides, hey, maybe this uh, person with a lot of drug and alcohol problems is not a good influence on these impressionable teens. Yeah.
0: As a song about specifically about drugs and alcohol plays over the speakers in the bowling alley. <laughs> yeah. And Will tells April, I'm cutting you if you don't sober up. And she says, Sure. I'll be sober.
1: And then he's like, good, now that we've got that out of the way, can we do a duet together? Because I'm a little horny for you still. Yes. My teenage hormones have returned with a vengeance.
0: Yes. And she's very flattered by this. So they walk over to, I guess, the event space in this bowling alley where they're doing I, bingo.
1: <laughs> I, f- I feel like they just straight up went to a different bar.
0: I, they, they might have. I, I didn't pay that much attention to the scene transition.
1: <laughs> yeah, they—it's very fast, but yeah, basically they—they intro they a bingo night. April uh, by Force institutes karaoke.
0: Mm-hmm. She says, "I'm I'm here to sing one song and then we'll leave. I promise."
1: <laughs> and they sing "Alone" by heart, which I forgot that they did this song.
0: Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it's good. The uh, it's a it's a relatively short like musical scene. Um, if you're listening, if you listen to the soundtrack, they have the full version on there because in the show they cut out Will's entire verse of the song.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, Kristen Chenoweth does real good, also Will is here.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, like, the bartender who had yelled at April, like, he he's vibing with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's, it's a cute, it's a cute scene, I guess. It's fine.
1: So we then come back to the bowling alley. Mm-hmm. Or a different part of the bowling alley, somewhere, somewhere in a bowling alley in Ohio. Yeah, Finn yeah. and Rachel are eating pizza. It's really yeah. good. The peppers are imported from Michigan.
0: Yeah, I I really hope that Rachel um isn't a super observant Jew because there's pepperoni in that pizza. And last time I checked, regardless of where you get it from, pepperoni is still at least partially a pork product.
1: <laughs> oh, and she's also vegan. But maybe that's something that didn't happen until like
0: well, after no, no, episode? that's Leah. Leah is vegan.
1: No, Rachel's also vegan.
0: Oh, I didn't realize that. It,
1: it but it hasn't come up yet. So that's what I'm thinking, maybe she didn't start doing vegan stuff after this episode.
0: Okay. That's valid. Rachel asks Finn how Glee's doing and he's like, "Well, we're fine, I guess, but also we miss you." <laughs> she doesn't know how to react to that, so they go do bowling again.
1: She she gets a strike.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then she gets a kiss.
0: Yeah, it's it's really it's a really cute moment because like Leah Michelle, who is like five foot two or something, jumps incredibly high in the air and then like leaps onto Finn for a hug and then they kiss.
1: Yeah. Her feet probably are still not touching the ground.
0: No, probably not. <laughs> um, they, they, they kiss again and I'm like, this is still cute and I do still ship it. But also, uh, Finn, you are still in a relationship and this is a public bowling alley.
1: Christina, we're reaching the part of the show where your shipping feels are gonna start weighing against your moral responsibilities.
0: <laughs> I know. And to be fair, Finn looks like he thinks about that too. He, like, I- immediately after they, after they, like, break the kiss, he says, come back to Glee Club. And she says, but what about Quinn? And he says, we'll deal with that later. I just want to spend time with you. And I'm like, oh, honey. Oh, sweetheart.
1: Rachel would love being a side piece. She would love being in a secret relationship with Finn and lording it over Quinn's head.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but we haven't discussed uh we haven't gotten it far enough or old enough in Glee to discuss polyamory yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, they never reached that point. Yeah. In the Glee reboot,
0: who would be the Thruple? I I I feel like I feel like it would still be Finn, Quinn, and Rachel fascinating
1: i think it would be sam blaine and tina but that's a story for another day
0: yes uh that that is in fact a story for another day like and i'm being serious here like do not do not take the glee reboot off the table for for like a near-f episode
1: oh no i understand i i told (laughs) Lindsay asked if i was wanting to add it to my list and i was like no no we there's plans
0: yes
1: (laughs) there's there is capital two capital m too much
0: yes but then we get to go back to high school we get to leave the bowling alley To the Glee kids speculating about what's happening with Quinn.
1: Maybe she's lactose intolerant.
0: Yes. And Artie points out, but that doesn't explain the crying. And Artie, honey, you're in high school. Kids just cry sometimes.
1: Also, I don't think Artie's ever met someone who's lactose intolerant. Because you know how my lactose intolerant friends deal with being lactose intolerant? They cry about eating ice cream, and then they eat it anyways.
0: Yep. This podcast is not sponsored by Lactaid.
1: I think I was lactose intolerant for a little bit, and I'm pretty much sure I just brute-forced my way back around to the other side of the loop.
0: Huh. I can- I- I can- I- I think that would be great if more people could brute-force their way out of uh, nutritional sensitivities.
1: (laughs) Acquired situational immunity to milk.
0: Oh god, that would be- that would be so good. (laughs) At this point, Puck gets tired of all of this little- talk and then just flat out outs Quinn and Finn about well not maybe not outs is the correct outs is not the correct term here he flat out tells the rest of the glee club that Finn and Quinn are expecting
1: yeah but it's but he doesn't say I heard that Finn and Quinn were expecting so it's true he says obviously look at the facts she must be pregnant and naturally uh, Finn is the father the way Puck frames it is like I have I have connected two dots
0: yeah he frames it as, hey, I solved it, and not, I had more of a role in this than I'm willing to admit.
1: I've solved the team pregnancy puzzle.
0: Yeah. And then Rachel comes back in and just immediately bulldozes the, the, the tension that had been building in the in the glee room by saying, hello, I am here, I am back, praise me. And they tell her, oh, yeah, they, they tell her about Flat Baby. And yeah. Of course, then we get to cut to a a very nice little scene with Finn drops off a a music scholarship application with Emma. And she's proud of him for for doing this. And I'm like, Finn, honey, you're a sophomore. You don't have to do that for two years.
1: (laughs) It's Finn. He doesn't know very much.
0: No, no, but he applies, which is good. And then we have to go to something that is not so good.
1: Time for teen slapping.
0: Yep. (laughs) Today on teen slapping, Rachel slaps Finn because he wasn't honest with her, which is warranted.
1: You told me I could be a side piece.
0: I only needed I only needed you to be in glee club because I so that way I could get a scholarship
1: to support the baby.
0: Yeah, to support Flat baby who is my child.
1: And Rachel's like, I thought you were Bay, turns out you're just fam.
0: Okay. I haven't ever heard those two terms be used in, like, a relationship with it's, each other, so- it's, it's
1: it's a Vine reference.
0: Okay. Okay. But yeah. Um, he- Finn Finn says, like, oh, like, our kiss was real, and I do have feelings for you. I just don't know what they are yet, because my wisdom and intelligence scores are extremely low. Honey! Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Rachel quits Glee again, and I think that might be the shortest amount of time that she's spent in as a member of the club so far. Probably. So then Rachel goes to find Sue, and then Sue's Sue... only
1: appearance in the episode.
0: Yeah, Sue's only appearance in the episode, which I am not complaining about. Yeah. And Sue gives her Sue gets rid of Sandy and gives Rachel complete and total creative control over the musical. Isn't that fantastic? Don't you have you have everything that you want in the world? Isn't that great, Rachel?
1: And Rachel's like, "Yes, this is great. I am happy." <laughs>
0: And she stands there as the world turns to dust and ashes in her mouth.
1: Speaking of dust and ashes in your mouth, it's time for April to be drunk again.
0: Yep. <laughs> the, the Glee kids are- it's time for the big Glee Invitational, which we haven't mentioned the whole episode, but they're doing an Invitational to show off for the school body.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure whether there's importance to an Invitational or not, if this is like their, uh, um, the qualifier round to no, be I... ra- ratified. <laughs>
0: I think this is just, just a showcase of their talents and skills. You know, like, hey, this is, this is like the Glee Club pep rally, but also the parents are invited now. Hmm. Like, hey, we're just, we're just showing off what we can do. Maybe, you know, like, this is to help the kids get more confidence in themselves and also drum up more community interest and support.
1: Yeah, get some alumni donations.
0: Yeah, really. What alumni donations? (laughs) These, these kids have student debt to their high school. (laughs)
1: Yeah, pro- that's why Finn needs the scholarship.
0: Yep. Um I'd like to take a moment to mention that when they're warming up, the kids are standing there singing "Meow meow 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 meow" and I'm like, "Is this cats?"
1: <laughs> yes, this is cats.
0: Yeah. And they're all in cowboy costumes and Brad the piano player is also in a cowboy costume. <laughs> <laughs> I support Brad.
1: Uh, April shows up. She's bright pink Malibu Barbie cowboy costume.
0: Yes. Hello! Did you know that I am the main character? Love me.
1: <laughs> I am the star. I am very drunk. I am going to directly make out with Puck. Which, at this point, I've just come to accept it.
0: Yeah. And then Emma, like, calls Will out of the classroom where he's trying to perk up the team spirits tell him, hey, April almost ran me over in the parking lot when she was driving intoxicated. Yeah. Will tells Emma that he's not cutting April. We get- we get our second, um, does- does this count as a neg?
1: I'll elaborate on it, because I didn't write any more notes for this scene.
0: Em- Emma looks at Will and says, wow, it's really great how committed you are to these kids, and then walks away. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, that's a nag. That's well, a yeah. good nag. Yeah. Uh, is it time to sing? It is time to sing! We're singing Last Name by Carrie Underwood, and it's good!
0: It's really good. Like, all the Glee kids are clearly having a good time, and, like, their costumes look good. Like, they're all having fun. You can tell that the cast is, like, genuinely having a good time doing this routine.
1: We get to do a two-step, we get to square dance with the Christian Chenoweth.
0: Oh, yeah. It's you know, a pretty standard performance. They do it. It's a good performance by Christian Chenoweth. And everyone else sounds good, too. They get to have some fun choreography, which includes Artie in the wheelchair, which I am grateful for.
1: Yes. Um, I mean, it sounds good because it's a country song and Christian Chenoweth is Appalachian. Oh, yeah. Did, did you did you know that Jamie Mays who plays Emma is also Appalachian?
0: I did not, and oh my god, now we need to hear Emma speaking in an Appalachian accent.
1: Well, I have I have good news for you. There's a show. It got canceled, but there is a show called Trial and Error, which was set in a small Appalachian town where uh, Jemma Mays played the prosecution lawyer.
0: Oh, that'd be really fun to see.
1: And then Kristen Chenoweth is a character in the second season.
0: I think we need to watch some of this for like a for like a between seasons thing.
1: We we really do.
0: If that's not on the list already, put that on the list. Please. I will put that on the list. <laughs> and we also should mention that like their their performance is so good. That it deserves a standing ovation, and it gets a standing ovation. And also, uh, during the standing ovation, they look good. But then we get shots of Rachel there and being sad, and Will there, and being sad and expressing, and just looking very doubtful.
1: And even April looks a little bittersweet. Yeah. Uh, And so, after a quick commercial break, April comes out of the washroom, and Will is like... You need to quit Glee Club because you're you're taking the spotlight away from the kids, and April's like, Yes, this is also something I have realized.
0: Yes, she has her heel realization. That yes, you know, I was like I wasn't being fair to the kids, but my one moment of spotlight absolved me of all of my mistakes and sins. And it didn't really.
1: But now she's yeed her last haw.
0: Yes, she has in fact yeed her last haw. <laughs>
1: Also, I have a note here that the moral is okay, Boomer.
0: Yeah, a little bit.
1: <laughs> a li- just, just a little bit.
0: Yeah. But April walks out as the piano line of Maybe This Time plays.
1: Yeah. Oh, she does also She does also say to Will, you won't let what happened to me ever happen to any of them in regards to the kids. Mm-hmm. So that's a good line.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is a good line. And it's a really good dramatic scene. Like, everyone always forgets the Christian channel with Can and... Is good at doing dramatic scenes. Yeah. Uh. So April exits. April exits this episode of Glee. Don't worry, she'll be back.
1: <laughs> it, Avengers voice. April Rhodes will return.
0: Yes, and I'm I I am looking forward to when she does return because um, I don't know this this might count as a spoiler, but like the the one less bell to answer scene that she has with Will in the future is like. I still remember that as being like, that's a really good musical. That's a scene that could be straight out of a stage musical. Yeah. But yeah, so (laughs) then we get to have Will coming back into the glee room. Now the kids are in their costumes, I guess, for the second act. And I don't know what they're... I don't know how many numbers they're doing in this second act. Because the number they have coming up, I feel like, should be the last one of the night. (laughs) Yeah. He tells everyone that April left and everyone is like, really, Will? Really, Mr. (laughs) Shoe? And he says, once again, I made glee about me and about April and not about the students.
1: This will never happen again.
0: I will learn from my mistakes.
1: (laughs) Also, Rachel is here. She has also learned from her mistakes, allegedly.
0: Yes, and Rachel, like, Rachel appeared in the background out of focus behind Will as he was having this conversation with the glee club. (laughs)
1: I have manifested to reclaim my spotlight.
0: Yes, Rachel manifested in the background because someone said they were missing a female lead. So she says like, yeah, hey, um, I'm here. uh, And I quit the play because I would much rather be friends with you guys than I miss you. And I don't want to let my friends down. And Quinn and Santana are like, I don't want to let my friends down. <laughs> but then Finn says, it's okay, we like... I, Finn Hudson, welcome Rachel Berry back to the Glee Club. Let us help her with the choreography. We get to cut to, honestly, what might be my favorite part of the episode.
1: Yeah, you, you've been hyping this up for a little bit now.
0: Yeah. Would you like to talk about this, or should I just keep rolling?
1: You just keep rolling.
0: Okay, so we get to the final musical number of the episode, where they get to sing Somebody to Love by Queen. And, uh... I'm remembering that uh, from our friend's podcast, I Will Fight You, and their episode on Ella Enchanted. Um, I think it was Annie who talked about, because Somebody to Love is also featured in Ella Enchanted. And I think Annie said something about how, like, Freddie Mercury was an elven god and few of us can ever hope to be able to fully embody the raw power and passion that he that he sang when he originally made somebody to love and see i'd like to add an addendum to that because one person can't but a 12 person glee club can get pretty close oh yeah yeah and it's just it it's really good y'all
1: it's very good
0: they're, the choreography is generally pretty good. They're doing moves like a real show choir would, even if Finn still can't control his body sometimes, and Puck is still trying to add in flair to the choreography.
1: I mean, a lot of it is just dramatically moving from one side of the stage to the other, to the rhythm of the music, and turning.
0: Yeah, yeah, but, like, that—that that is true. But still, it's, for a for glee club's, like, first performance in front of a major audience or even a minor audience it's good everyone everyone gets to do a good sit everyone gets to do a singing like mercedes gets featured in a couple of parts arty gets featured at the end rachel mostly gets the solo but like finn also gets to sing along too and it it all sounds really good Mm-hmm. and gosh the song slaps i'm I can't, and then it, it, like, smash cuts to the end of the show after they finish, after they, like let the last note release into the air, and yep. it's, yeah. So, what what did you think about it? Those were my thoughts.
1: <laughs> it's a very good song, and it was one of my favorites for the longest time. Uh, personally, it's not my favorite cover of Somebody to Love, that honor goes to the Proto Men.
0: Yeah, that's valid.
1: But this is a very good cover, and... It's it's one of the songs where it's like people say, "Oh, Glee is just kids bop." And I'm like, "Have you heard Glee for that matter? Have you heard Kids Bop?"
0: Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's really good and I'm really happy that they didn't like I think if they had if John Scott who directed this episode had like extended the episode beyond this musical number, I think he wouldn't have had to do much besides like like, showing the audience clapping and stuff for the Glee Club, now with actually all 12 uh, musicians performing in it.
1: <laughs> I think the only thing you could have put in after this number, if you were going to add a scene, was just would just be, like, Emma saying, Well, you-, you did good for once in your goddamn miserable life, uh, and then the Glee Club celebrating, and then Rachel and Finch are a pointed look, and then you fade to black.
0: That's true. That would have been a good way to end it, too.
1: But, but just ending on the note is also a good way.
0: Mm-hmm. Well yeah, I think that takes us to the end of the episode, Tanner.
1: It does. So
0: so I started, and that means that you get to pick what is your do you have a gold star song for this episode?
1: I well I think we're both in agreement that the gold star song is somebody to love. Yes. But I I I have to give an honorable world mention. I'll give half of Gold Star also to Alone.
0: Okay. That's I fair. Think,
1: I think more so it's just because I I like songs by heart. Okay. <laughs> um and as for my gold star moment, what would my gold star moment be? What were the major things that happened in this episode? I
0: Um uh Rachel joint Rachel doing musical, uh Terry being pregnant, Will has bad ideas, um Quinn being pregnant, everyone learning about Quinn, uh April is back, April is here, April sings Cute, cute, cute! Bowling lesson. I know, um, it's, Kurt know. Yes, Kurt it's Kurt crying. Yes, it's Chris Colfer's tears. <laughs> I, th- I'm just I'm looking at our at our spreadsheet here, and I think you might have a favorite. If I had to guess, <laughs>
1: <laughs> listen, I I am not responsible for Chris Colfer being extremely good.
0: No, that is something that Chris Colfer does entirely on his own, and he deserves it.
1: Um, what about you? What's your gold star?
0: I I think my gold star moment since I can't I, cu- I could just give it to somebody to love again and I'm very tempted to Yeah, I to. wouldn't
1: be shocked if you did. I wouldn't blame you.
0: Yeah, the the only thing that's kind of like tempting me at this point is like either Rachel or April's heel realizations that like yes, you know, I should like I I made mistakes in the past, but I can improve on them and I can do that without having to resort to performing with a bunch of high schoolers or me trying to do this on like no one can succeed by themselves and i am better with my friends
1: <laughs> they both kind of happen in the same breath so i think you could say both
0: okay yeah let's go with that so uh, while i put while i put this in our spreadsheet uh tanner what's your slushy moment
1: <laughs> my slushy moment is oh gosh what was my slushy moment I, i'm pretty sure i had one just the, the, this, the interview, the sexual harassment scene.
0: Yeah. I, I have, I have one in mind, and it's actually not that, although that is pretty egregious and terrible. Um, mine is, mine is the scene of, the montage of April teaches Glee to commit crimes and also gets Kurt addicted to, po- well, not addicted to porn, but addicted <sighs> to alcohol. Actually, no, 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 wait, here, how, my slushy moment is them trivial, like, like, making April's whole thing, ha ha, look, she's drunk. Yeah. I, I, I realized that it, you know, did provide some good pathos for the, for this episode, and, you know, it's like, it set Rachel, or not Rachel, it set April up to, you know, have, have something to overcome and move past, but it, it was, it was a lot of very heavy-handed, hey, did you know I'm drunk today? <laughs> that I don't like.
1: <laughs> it's stuff like this where it's really hard to judge Glee because do you judge it as a high school teaching moment, a satire of high school shows, or just a full-on dark comedy?
0: Yeah, I, I think part of that might be because we are still within even the first 13 episodes. Yeah. And it Glee still doesn't know quite what it wants to be yet. But in this episode, it sets up a lot of good, good seeds that will grow eventually into what? into the ultimate form of Glee.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this isn't even his final form.
0: This not. You're not even seeing my final form!
1: But no, yeah, it's like at any given moment, how seriously are we supposed to take this show?
0: Okay, so I think that's it.
1: So, Loser Like Me is a part of the Corner Podcast Network, and oh, fun fact. My podcast, Not If I Beat You First, is also a part of the Corner Podcast Network, as of uh, this now recording.
0: Yes. (laughs) Uh, It's
1: been out for a while by the time this thing gets started, so there's that. We're batch recording.
0: Oh, please, yeah. At this point, everyone knows that we've been batch recording, just going off of the sheer amount and the sheer, like, the spread of things that we've been discussing in- in between stuff of the episodes.
1: <laughs> yeah, not, not like on Not If I Reboot You First, where we're never sure whether to commit to the kayfabe of this is happening now, or eliminate the listeners on the fact that hey, our Christmas episode is being recorded in November!
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyways. Loser Like Me is part of the Corner Podcast Network, and you can be sure to check out other cool shows on the network, such as The Home for Weirdosies or Notify If I You First. We can be heard on your podcast platform of choice, and if we aren't there, then let us know, and we'll work on getting ourselves in there. And personally, we can be found at LoseLikeMePod on Twitter, and through LoseLikeMePod at gmail.com.
0: Oh wait, hold up. Before we forget, <laughs> that the time that we're recording this, it's topically important for me to remind everyone, hey, go wash your fucking hands. <laughs> yeah. Go wash your fucking hands, keep yourself safe, keep those around you safe.
1: Don't go bowling.
0: <laughs> Don't go bowling. And,
1: and that's, that's what, what you missed on Glee. Glee.
0: Something we'll actually be able to say that fast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now. As we riff this show, Tanner and Christina are gonna figure out why we love this show. Better grab your golden stars and slushies, cause you're listening. You're listening to Loser Like Me Loser
0: Like Me Loser Like Me Me.